before we get going on episode number six of betting and boozing here on the HHH racing podcast, I want to say thank you to our two great sponsors for this episode. First, starting off with bet us. It is an absolutely fantastic sports betting and casino platform for everything that your heart desires, whether it's darts, football, basketball, whatever your case may be, bet us will have it. It offers up to 200 live games per day and live betting with 300 to 400 different props to bet across the website. So please, if you are interested Please sign up and when your deposit money, it'll ask you for a promo code. Please use our promo code racing three number three H that's racing three H for a free 125% back when you deposit a hundred dollars or more. The link will be in the description for bet us. And like I said, when you go to deposit money, please use our promo code. And thank you again to another great sponsor that we have Crownsway racing. If you're interested in getting in on series e their brand new stock of uh, five horses that they're getting it'll be by the end of february if you're interested please email anthony rollo at crownswayracing.com or dm them on twitter at crownsway racing and if you go to that website which is also in the description you'll they'll take you to their fantastic new website which was just created where you can learn about the uh, learn about crownsway racing the history and learn about the horses they have now and what they're planning to do with series e but for, for at the end of that Let's get on with number episode number six, betting the big game on betting and boozing here on the HHH Racing Podcast. is going on everybody i'm your host kyle roscoe and welcome to betting boozing episode six on the hhh racing podcast once again thank you to everybody for coming in as this is going to be our biggest show of the year so far it is betting the big game i.e the super bowl for 2023 super bowl 57 it's going to be an absolutely massive show. I have Patrick. We have the whole gang here. Patrick and Charlie are going to come on. And about around 8.30, the guys, Howard, Pete, and Pete are coming on. Paul's a little bit of a wild card right now as he's stuck at basketball. For those of you that are fans, uh, for a long time, you guys will know that he does, he referees basketball up in Massachusetts and around the Northeast area. But the first half of the show, what we're going to go through is we're going to get me, Patrick, and Charlie are going to go over how we think each team stacks up. We're going to bring up a bunch of stats on either of the two teams, and we're going to see, obviously, how the Chiefs secondary is doing injuries-wise, how Mahomes is doing, and all across the board with the Eagles as well. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic show, and I cannot wait to get into it. Let's And I love it. And just we got people flooding in all around here, racing downwind. Betting and boozing, no losing. You saw my name tag there. I hope you did. Absolutely great. I told you I'm trademarking that. It's a great slogan. I love it. Bell Place, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining the show. Checking in for a future hit. We'll see about it because we're going to talk everything you need to know about the lines, money lines, and spreads that are available through your wagering platform. Hopefully, it is BetUS. Jim Pilar's convince me who's going to win the big game. I've been going back and forth and have landed on, yeah, no friggin' idea. I completely understand this. I mean, it's a very even matchup, and the, as we'll pull up the odds, it's straight neck and neck. I think the Eagles are only favored by one and a half, and the money line is very close. So I completely agree with you. 
All right, Mr. Charlie Freeman. Charlie, your fans are already in the house today. I know they were missing you yesterday. You were getting asked about all the time. But without further ado, let's bring on the man himself first from New Jersey. It is Patrick Kunsel, and I hate saying it with this sweatshirt on, but the Ohio State University. Charlie Freeman, boys, what's going on? Going well. How are you? We're going to be better after this after this weekend because we're about to hit some big bets. Charlie, how's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be here tonight. I know you guys missed me. I get it. I know I'm the fan favorite, so it's good to be back. Uh, you and your hot takes, it gets everyone going in the chat. So they were all missing that yesterday. But, guys, this game is just, it, you know, like I said in the intro, it's an absolutely neck-and-neck neck race in the betting markets with – I can bring it up right here. These are just as of a few – as about an hour ago. You can see – look below on the ticker. You can see Philly's favored by one-and-a-half. Kansas City money line is plus 104. Philadelphia is minus 122. And the over-under is still 50 and a half. But it actually, if you look at your betting market, the under is actually favored by a little bit. I think it's like minus 120 to minus 103 or something along those lines. So a lot of people are betting the under, which is extremely interesting. Like I said, with a high over-under mark of 50 and a half, I would suspect that, that would be the case. And as we talked about yesterday with the props, I just want to go over it again. Mahomes and Hurts the are uh, the favorite for the QB award, otherwise known as the MVP award, both at plus 130. And Travis Kelsey has actually gone down in odds with being the t- anytime touchdown favorite at minus 120. Charlie, I know you guys didn't get to put any prop bets. You want to talk about anything with the MVPs or the scoring or the anytime touchdowns before we move on to the lines? Yeah, so I mean, something I couldn't find, but I thought was interesting that I always like to look at is like the odds on like the um, the anytime touchdown score. Like if their first, if the first one to score is like an even or odd number, that's always one I like to look in at. I mean, for Super Bowl MVP, I would still lean to Pat Mahomes. I know you're not going to get a great price, but I just feel like it's the safest bet you can possibly make, regardless of who you think is going to win, because this team depends heavy on them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some other ones. I don't know. For me, I'm honestly not much of like a guy who actually actively bets a ton on props i'm more of a guy who like makes a huge list with my friends every year and then we all fill it out randomly together and then put like 20 bucks in each and get enough of us in there that it makes up for it to make it worth our while and i uh, you know we get weird with it we make sure that we're stressing over every little thing obviously starting with the national anthem to the coin toss to every little thing during the game even maybe some commercial stuff anything possible so that the entire game we're stressing out the entire time Absolutely. I mean, that's the, I told you, I said it yesterday. It's the best way to do it. You stay, you, you have to sit down right before the game. You see the coin toss and then you pay for the rest of the day. It's absolutely great. But since you weren't here yesterday, Penn State's got also just put a recap in the chat. I want to say it to you is go blue, baby. That oh, I just, I just want to hit on though, because uh, <laughs> Penn State, Scott, I just want to make sure that you saw the Northwestern Wisconsin game where we came into Madison and won. I just want yeah. to make sure that that's out there. No, and I know. That, I just, I just. Ohio State is cooked. I'll admit it. Michigan, yes, they've gotten a few wins, but they're cooked. Northwestern is going to the dance. So at the end of the day, Michigan won the battle, but we're going to win the war because we're the ones that are going to be going. When it's going to be the thing where we lose these games during the regular season. Somehow we make it all the you know through the Big Ten basketball tournament, and then we'll end up getting okay. there as like a ten seed and losing first round. It's usually how it goes. I mean, oh, hey, by the way, the Bucks had no business course. beating that Clippers team. That was Dude. a collapse at a half. They got Patrick's bet home. I mean, he took, he was taking it. Oh, also, by the way, I just want to point out my best bet also got home. USC got the cover. USC got the cover. It did. It was the two boys. It was the two boys, and I got pressured. And I got pressured into popping up. Yeah, you did. (laughs) But anyway, you know, 
And we have a bunch of fun here. Penn State's got blind betting the Bucks. I mean, hey, you know, they say never bet with your heart, and I follow that. But these guys peer pressured me, and I was going to say Bucks spread, and then they're like, uh, well, that's stupid. You can't do that. I was like, all right, Bucks minus eight. Fuck it. And then <laughs> it sounded that, that did not end up working out for me. But, yeah, Patrick, who was spot on with his picks all last week, that's correct. And, I mean, Charlie gave out his best bet of the of the week on a completely separate game from what we talked about, <laughs> and it ended up hitting. It wasn't Siena beating you know no UNLV I, I, I state had, I, I, I but, had to be mainstream for the, i had to be mainstream to help everybody out but no absolutely. I, don't, I don't know how many people have access to the sienna game <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah all these freaking people that are staying up to like 12 30 at night betting a team like on the west coast or betting a hawaii game or something but oh that's the best thing ever there's nothing better than betting the hawaii game I mean, what better way to cap off a big day than to go to sleep and wake up either knowing that you made more money or lost more than you could afford to Straight up, like betting, uh, betting Australian horse racing at three in the morning when you're drunk at a bar. Oh, I've done, I've done that. I've done that. I've done it. Absolutely. I accidentally, I accidentally bet on the team Lamelo Ball played on just for fun because of the fact that Lamelo played it. I I thought I put seven dollars on. I put seventy. I didn't even know until I woke (laughs) up in the morning. Luckily, they won. But I do not encourage that. By the way, for those of you in the chat, do not bet on Australian anything international at three, four, five in the morning. Use your best judgment. And if you think that you're impaired to not make judgment, just shut your phone down. Don't <laughs> I Like I said, it's probably the better for that. And like I said, just going back to here, Team Bitcoin, thanks so much for joining the show. It's going to be a real even game. I agree. I mean, look, we'll go over what we think with our lines, but Patrick Mahomes did practice full today. It looks like the ankle is healed up pretty well, but obviously we'll go over that in more detail as we go. Vale Place got glass of Chardonnay and an IPA chaser. Hey, cheers to you, my friend. I got my stuff in my Yeti today because I've been let, it's been sitting here all day. It's been getting warm, so I put it in the Yeti, which keeps it cold. Penn State's got. Let's get this. Let's light this candle, baby. Let's go. And then, how was the Howard? Thanks for joining the show. How was the frat party, Charlie? Any stories, Charlie, or are they not safe for work? Uh, I didn't even have a party. I wish it was that. I, I was on cleanup. Like I wasn't <laughs> yeah. doing anything fun, but Tuesdays are always where we have to go clean up. It's a, the so, freshman, the freshman sophomore undercard cleanup. I love it. Yeah, it, it, it was not fun. It was very. I mean, I, I did some sweeping. Uh, I did some mopping. I, I did a little bit of dustpan action. So I mean, there, there's the juicy story everybody I know was waiting for. There oh, absolutely, go. but you know, you'll be that guy in a year or two telling those, you know, those freshmen yeah. to clean up. So I completely get it, Barry. Th- but the- Barry- but go ahead, Charlie. Oh, no, I was just saying, no, the only fun part, honestly, during cleanup was, uh, unfortunately, uh, the degenerates are not just me. It's throughout my entire PC. So the entire time, we're not allowed to have our phones. So, like, the kids who had their, um, like, Apple watches, because you're allowed to have a watch, mm-hmm. were trying to, like, use Siri to get updates on the games while we were cleaning so we That's... could see if we were going to win or lose. So don't you worry. I still, even though I wasn't there for the betting, trust me, there was still betting going on. There's no way I'm going through a few hours of cleanup without anything to keep me busy. There's a... It's always that college degen crap where you, you know, Absolutely. you guys are still looking for oh, any way to do it's, it. It's Oh, it's bad. It, during COVID, I'm, I'm so happy I wasn't in college during original COVID. Oh, my God. I can't imagine what I would have done. Yeah, I was. I mean, going, you know, we went on spring break that week just for a little story time. Spring break that week. We're in Florida. Uh, me and my great, my beautiful girlfriend and you know our friends. And all of a sudden I get a call or I get a thing on there that says the MLB has pushed back their season two weeks. And I'm like, what the is that man why are you pushing oh my back God, the MLB no, that, season that and then all wild. of a sudden then they completely canceled everything which obviously led to the pandemic that we are still in today but yeah no um, when everything canceled my friends and I were at the lunch table and we were literally all placing bets because it was during the best time of year which is college basketball 
um, like conference tournaments because you know when you're when you're in um, when you're in high school like they're on the entire time during the day so that's what we all do yep. we were all placing our futures together on who we were picking to win this conference and i mean every conference like we were doing the siennas of the world we were picking random conferences where he, we haven't watched an ounce of their conference but we were yep. just like you know what we like we, we feel it'll be this team and then all of a sudden every single one just gets canceled and, yep. and none of us could believe it yeah, and I mean, you know, then you're sitting there wondering, you know, well, what do I bet on now? Oh my God, Penn State! Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not showing that comment, no, but that is don't. absolutely great. I can't confirm that is not one of the frats, though, at the Ohio State University. I can't yeah, confirm. Only well, the allegedly, at least, I can't confirm it's not. <laughs> only the best for Ohio State University, of course. I was, I was gonna say something back about a certain guy in Penn State that's frogged upon, but I'm not gonna. No, go. no, no, no. no, no. No, cancel that down. No, sir. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Tom, uh, again, like I said, he fully practiced today. It looks like it's healing up really nicely. And especially with that, with him, the way he performed in the last game, I don't think it's bothering him too much. But <laughs> God damn it, dude. Then Jim Barry fan, he's talking to Barry in the chat. And then Jim Plar has always enjoyed his calls. So thanks, guys, for all joining the chat. Like I said, as we go through, please feel free to comment what you think about the lines and all the stats and how these teams match up with each other. Please, and we'll bring it up on the screen. We'd love to talk to you guys about it. So now let's move on to I have some stats up here on my other screen that we're going to go through. And like I said, the first half of the show, I just want to kind of talk to you guys about how these teams kind of match up with each other and all the rankings, because there's some really interesting rankings. I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I think in these guys, these are really interesting. So bringing up on the screen right now is the team stats for the uh, Eagles and how they matched up during the regular season. You can see they were third in yards and offense. They were um, the big thing is their defense here. Cause if you look their defense rank, they were second in total yards allowed. They were, number one in total passing yards allowed, which that's the biggest story for me is as I go to the Kansas city chief stats, you'll see they were number one in passing touchdowns as well and passing yards. So, but they were fifth <laughs> in getting interceptions and all that type of stuff. But then if you go to the chiefs roster, you could see on their offense, they were first in total yards, first in passing yards, first in passing touchdowns. And obviously their rushing wasn't very good until Pacheco kind of really stepped into his role, which the with both McKinnon and Pacheco, as you see up here at the injury report, they both also practice full as well. Jared McKinnon had a lot ankles. Both of his ankles are kind of dead, which I thought was kind of funny, but they were number one in scoring percentage. It's there's just a lot of stuff that go. It's going to be a really good matchup, especially in the patch passing game. Patrick, do you have any comments on the type of stats that I'm bringing up now? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at what the Chiefs are going to want to do, and they're going to want to throw the ball because they're one of the least, um, one of the worst teams in the league at running the ball this year. Yeah, uh, their offensive line is great in pass protection. Uh, they they just really don't run the ball in general. And the thing is with the Eagles is their defensive line is pass rush. You know, they have four guys that they yep. can pass rush with, and then they could rotate two or three guys in. So I think it's going to be like a hat on a hat for a hat, you know, who's going to win the line of scrimmage when it comes to passing. Cause the chiefs are going to have to win the pass protection game, or they're just not going to win the game because the Eagles can beat you in so many different ways. And I just think that the chiefs offensive line is going to have to hold up in the passing game. And the Eagles are only going to send four guys that they, they are the, they blitz the least this year. They're yeah. the least blitz team in football. And they're going to send four guys. Now, give, now you could say giving Mahomes time is, you know, 
it's a problem. But I, I look at it as, you know, they're only going to send forward. They're going to believe that they can get to the quarterback and they're going to set back in coverage and they're going to make Mahomes throw. And it's going to be interesting because the Eagles secondary is very good. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And obviously, we, as we've talked about in the past, on the other side of the ball, the Chiefs have had a lot of problems with their secondary and more, most of all, keeping that secondary healthy. And as I bring it up back up on the screen here, you'll see how, you know, this is the biggest thing right here is Legereus Sneed did not practice again today and is still in concussion protocol, which if he doesn't play in that Chiefs secondary, that's going to bring it down even I mean, obviously, it just in general, you know, not being able to play in the Super Bowl when your team is there is just, you know, that's heart disheartening in and of itself. But especially a guy like Snead who brings so much to that Chiefs secondary is it would be a big blow for them. Charlie, what are you kind of thinking? Yeah, so I kind of want to go back to what Patrick was saying for a moment. So, yeah. yeah, what's really interesting and big is the fact that, I mean, obviously, when you look at it on paper, the Eagles are the more balanced team. They have more ways that they can beat you. They have more, I guess, like things that could go wrong where they could afford it to go wrong and still be able to lean on something else. Like if their run game's not going that well, Hertz can pick it up and vice versa. Like Miles Sanders is very capable. If their offense is struggling for a little bit, their defense is talented enough in the secondary and the D line to hold up and potentially force a three and out on Kansas city or be a defense that bends and doesn't break. Whereas Kansas city kind of really only has one way of winning, which is Mahomes has to be excellent. And they just kind of got to hope that everything else is good enough that his excellence can get them across the line. But I think what honestly could be interesting is I know the Eagles don't blitz often, but what I wonder is if they kind of start off being more conservative and see how Mahomes is looking health-wise. Because obviously, no matter what, the Chiefs are going to say he's healthy. Now, sure, maybe after the game, should they lose, they'll make some excuses and say he's not. But on you never want your opponents to think you're weak. So they're obviously going to say Mahomes is full go. But what I'm curious to see is if they see Mahomes is struggling at all, I don't think they'll end up blitzing at all because they'll basically kind of know he doesn't have a scramble power and we trust our four. But what could be interesting is if he proves healthy than they expect them to be do they consider what happened in the Patriots game where the I mean uh, the Buccaneers game where they didn't really need to send more than four ever but they chose to because they realized just how much they couldn't handle that extra little bit of pressure and I don't think the Eagles would ever need to send the full house but they could send an mm-hmm. extra guy or two at times if Mahomes proves to be healthier than they expect and could cause a disaster so I think that'll be interesting I definitely think the injuries could play uh, and I think the biggest issue with Ladarius needs injury is the fact that it's a concussion and not like a lingering yeah. injury. It's not one of those where it's like, you know, you get the massage gun or you have them work it out or he does some individual work on the side and it kind of like they loosen it up or whatever. And then he's good to go like a concussion. There's no like loosening that up or like it might be good enough. It's like you're either clear protocol or you don't, there's no gray area. It's black and white. And so that's what would scare me if I was a chiefs fan or better. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, um, unless you're the Miami fan, then it's all, it's full go on the concussion protocol. But, oh well, right, right. Because uh, <laughs> well, as long as he's as long as he's got a pulse, that's I, at least that's what I've heard. Their concussion test is they just take his pulse and then he's on the field. But I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, I had to bring that up. It's a good joke every time that that comes up. Is um oh no, it hits every time, just like teams were hitting two over and over again, and that's well, why he ended up in concussion protocol. So well, when the dude goes like rigor mortis and they keep throwing him back on the field, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But anyway, back to the game. Uh, racing downwind puts a bunch of. Puts putting a bunch of good comments in the chat where Kansas City's defense is number 22. As I bring it back on the screen here, I mean, you can see this is the so. I mean, look, this is the biggest thing for me is this stat right here where you'll go in through the defensive stats, the passing touchdowns, they were um, the Chiefs were third from last in passing attempts and dead last in giving up passing touchdowns. 
I mean, it's they gave up 33 passing touchdowns. Granted, they were also they're also the best in throwing passing touchdowns, but they're the worst in giving them up. So if Jalen Hurts, obviously we don't we he's a very good passer in his own right, but that's not necessarily what he what that team is known for. They're really known for pounding the ball down as you can if I go to this. I mean, you can see with the rushing defense, they're number one in rushing touchdowns. And Jalen Hurts has the most rushing touchdowns on the team, I believe, with 13, as opposed to Miles Sanders' 11. But as I actually, I can go to that too right here. You can see his receive is um, rushing touchdowns. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is 13 to Miles Sanders is 11. So obviously, like I said, Philly's not necessarily known for throwing the ball an awful lot. But when you guys, when you have these guys that like A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, even Dallas Goddard, who has come back healthy, who had a massive impact on the team earlier in the year and then coming back had an even bigger impact. Granted, they lost some games towards the end of the season, but you can make that excuses as you do. But I mean, they have the weapons to be able to throw against this uh, chiefs lingering secondary. So I, if they can get the passing, uh, the passing game going, which might open up the run, I think Philly could be really dangerous. Is that kind of, do you kind of agree with me, Patrick, or are you kind of the other way around? Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, when Jalen Hurts is in there, uh, the Eagles are nine and three against the spread um, when favored by eight or less points. So, the, you know, they've been pretty solid with him in. And, you know, you bring up a good point about Hurts not throwing the ball that much. He hasn't had to. Like, yeah, they haven't right. had to make him throw the ball a lot. And I'm not, you know, you could look at it as a negative, but I kind of look at it as a positive. Like, yeah. I, 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 I believe in Jalen Hurts. Like, I think if the game turns into a shootout, I think Jalen Hurts could sling it around the field, and he's got the options to do it. It's not like he doesn't have receivers where he can't. So yeah. I, it just, I think everything funnels down to just, you know, the Eagles, they have the offensive line. He's going to have protection. I just think that they cannot make the mistakes. They're, this postseason, they're 4-0 and in turnover ratio. Four, yeah. four, they have four takeaways. They have not given any away. If they keep that recipe, I, I, I just don't see how they, how they lose the game to themselves. I think Mahomes or just the defense for Kansas City is going to have to just be absurd. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. Sorry, keep going. No, it's just, you know, and then you just, like, I I was trying to look at things to, like, you know, make me believe that the the Chiefs, like, anything. And I there's just really not, like, the only thing that I was saying is Mahomes. Like, but this is a team game. It's like, yeah, you know, Mahomes can only do so much. Like he could scramble and do all this crazy shit, but the Eagles play a game where they rush for, they sit back, and you know they just suffocate you. And it just it's, you know, you bring up the coach and Sirianni. You could say, oh yeah, Andy Reid will outcoach him. Okay, but does he have the dogs to do it? It's like I, I don't know. I, I just it's interesting to me. It really is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's that's why this game is so great. Is you can make all these different cases for this team, for this team going one way, but Mahomes is going to have to be great to beat this team. And that's it just, there's no other way around it. I mean, Mahomes was great against Kansas. You know, he made those three or four insane plays, just, Mm -hmm. you know, different, just a different player. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, obviously he's the best, he's the best quarterback in the entire league. People have been saying that for years, but definitely the most promising quarterback as, as if he hasn't solidified himself already, but the way that he's going to have to beat this number two ranked defense for the entire season and how good they've been in the playoffs, it's gonna it's gonna take something from Mahomes and Kelsey and all of them too. Cause I don't think necessarily that I mean Kansas City defense also has to step up, but 
it's going to have to be on the offensive shoulders. Like it, it usually always is for Kansas city to be able to perform way above the standards. I mean, like I said, like they sometimes, like they always do, but that's, what's going to be needed in my opinion. Charlie, is that kind of, what are you thinking? Well, yeah, that's why, like I said, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about methods of winning. I think, the, the best way that the Eagles can win this game is Jalen Hurts needs to keep it simple. He needs to be smart. Don't try to force things. Don't try to make big plays. And another big thing is that he can't let – if he ends up seeing Mahomes, I don't know, let's say the Chiefs start with the ball or whatever, and he just cooks right away. You know, like maybe yep. even as good as that Eagles defense is, Mahomes goes down the field and makes some big plays. He cannot let – if they ever, like, are trailing in that game or if maybe they're up and then Kansas City goes on one of those Mahomes runs where all of a sudden they just get two quick touchdowns and it's close again – or like maybe they score right before half and they get the ball second half. He can't let any of that kind of stuff get to his head because the moment that he tries to play out of yeah. his comfort zone and tries to make like a big play to like be Mahomes-esque or whatever is when I think the Eagles become in trouble. I think as long as the Eagles try to stay within their game plan as much as possible, the only thing that should ever be adjusting is based around what their defense does with Patrick Mahomes. If their offense focuses on just having a good balance, taking advantage of the battle at the line of scrimmage, taking advantage of the injuries to an already questionable secondary that's been shaky, there's no reason they can't. However, the reason why I still feel like the Chiefs have a very strong chance in this game is simply because of that brilliance of Mahomes. And the reality is Hurts hasn't been in the spot, and we don't know how he'll react to what happens. If the, if they do face some adversity, because they really haven't faced any adversity in these playoffs. Because they've yeah, been so good. Look at their games. Well, well no, agreed. But the reality is, as good as, as good as that is, you do obviously run the risk of if you're not used to having to struggle, you're not used to being in that spot, how will you respond if you are? Yeah. Now, don't, like I said, I'm not by no means am I saying, oh, I would much rather have a team that every game. I mean, look, look, that's why I rip on the Vikings, because they've never known what it's like to beat up on a team. As far as if they played a high school team, they would probably need a game winning field goal. That's why the Vikings were a first on exit. So don't get it twisted. Blowing out teams and proving that you're not fraudulent is what both of these teams have done. And that's why these yeah. two one seeds are where they deserve to be. But the reality is for I feel like it's two very different ways and I think also William Roscoe brought up a very good point in the chat about what's been going on uh, wonder who um, that guy is <laughs> but, I, I don't know maybe he's your, maybe he's your stunt double but um that, but that is a very good point because yeah Hertz hasn't put up crazy sets but again it's it's less been about like a lot uh, like him not being able to perform and a lot more about what they've needed from him so yep. that's the only like wild card for me in this game is like you expect that the chiefs are gonna have to depend on Mahomes' brilliance and that the eagles are so balanced that like they really can win in so many ways but if it does come to a situation where they have to rely on hurts in a way that they haven't since pre-injury how will he respond how will he play so that's the wild card to me that excites me yeah i mean look i completely agree with that one the one kind of overarching theme of both what have you guys have been talking about where, you know, Mahomes hasn't done too much or Mahomes hurts hasn't done too much, but what has he necessarily had to do in those games? I mean, they, uh, in Patrick's, you know, regard, they blew out, they completely blew out the giants and last game. Again, you could always say, you know, hospital 49ers or whatever you can say, but they destroyed. I mean, they took care. You can only beat what's in front of you. They completely they dominated took them. them out of the water. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just what he hasn't had to do that much. And, you know, we know that he can throw the ball. Granted, you know, obviously he's done a lot more. People focus a lot more on his feet rather than his throwing than these in these past few weeks and even throughout the entire season. But it just comes down to the fact that he really doesn't ha have to do too much, especially with the number two ranked defense. And I mean, look, as I go through to your point, Charlie, that this is a fair point where, you know, 17. Yeah. 
well, yes, that's also correct with uh, Big Daddy Nick Foles, um, who came to the Bears and was probably the worst quarterback they probably could have hey, picked up. Tyrum is an eagle, I saw by the way. Dude, I mean, with I mean, he brought a Super Bowl to that city for the first time in what was it ever or was it um, first time ever winning a Super Bowl? They won like the you know the AFL championship, yeah. I think, in like 1950. Uh, cool. If we go championships, <laughs> the Bears are a good football team. They're, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Like I said, I had to wear this. I told you I wasn't wearing it yesterday, but the Bears in the Super Bowl don't mix too well. Uh, 2006 comes to mind for all of you out there. But look, that is a fair point where you know the Eagles in 2017, but Sirianni's completely new. You know, Hertz is completely new. They're not they're not known known for these big games where obviously Mahomes has been to these types of games for the past what five years at this point. So it is a fair point to say, you know, will the Eagles live up to all the hype that's being put on them in this game? But look, for the, the entire season for the both playoff games, they've shown that they can be that. Patrick, you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, and because everybody's saying it, you know, it's kind of making me believe like the Chiefs are probably looking at this and like Steve Spagnolo, I know him well from being with the Giants, you know, great defensive mind. He, you know, comes up big in big spots. 2007, I mean, you know, undefeated Patriots, that yep. defense dismantled Brady and Randy Moss. I, I think what the Eagles want to do is they want to put Hurts in that Eagles offense in a situation that they have not been in. Like, you mm-hmm. know, make Hurts throw it on third down in the second half when they have to have it. He has not had to do that at all. They've been up three, four scores where he just does not have to make a big play. Now, that's not to say he can't do it. I, I firmly believe he can. And I think, like, he's proved the doubters wrong and he just keeps doing it. Like, um, you know, Jim talks up, Jim talks about KC is battle tested. They played against Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, and twice Herbert, and they're all better than Hurts. I agree with you. But what the Eagles do is they put these players around Hurts to make him great. And Hurts just rises to the occasion. And I just, you know, that's what I believe he is. He's just the player that rises to the occasion and does what he has to do. Yeah. I mean, I, come, I'd like to hit up. I, yep. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that Hurts is, is worse than Lawrence personally. I know Lawrence has shown flashes, but here's what I – and again, I do still agree with Jim's point. I mean, I preached this last time. I preached how the AFC is a gauntlet and then I don't think the NFC is and it's full of fraudulent teams, and I'll stand on that. But I think, yes, he's, he's not Burrow. He's not Allen. He's not Herbert. But I think what Kyle brought up is what's key. Burrow ha- Burrow and Allen have everything that Mahomes has, have everything that Hurts has in terms of a mix of talent and guys around them. Yeah. But Herbert, in my opinion, didn't. Even though he had weapons around him, he didn't have an O-line. So that's what that's what was a problem for me. They have a good O-line, but when, what, three or four of your five starting O-linemen are out, you don't really have an O-line. And then for Lawrence, my problem is just, like, the inconsistency, you know? Like, I know they came back against the Chargers, but we can't, like, ignore – the interceptions he had and how abysmal he played in that first half. Whereas Hurts, again, he might not be as exciting as a passer as any of those guys, but he has the running. And more importantly, like Patrick mentioned, he doesn't turn over the football. He he understands his role. And that's what like kind of frustrates me with the, and I'm not saying Jim is hating on Hurts by any means, but I feel like the general hate that he tends to get is because he's not the guy where you're seeing him make all these clutch throws on third down on these third and longs or these sidearm or no look throws like Mahomes or having like these 400 something yard passing games. It's not because of a lack of talent. It's just because what you're needed for. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing in like college where you would see like Bryce Young, who's supposed to be the first pick. There were plenty of games where he had out of pedestrian stat line simply because they just didn't need him to go off like that. And yep. the reality is when you have a balanced enough team, that's talented enough that you can rely on your defense. You can rely on your run game while also using the pass game, when you don't need to rely on one sole thing to keep bailing you out as your hero, 
you're not going to put up ridiculous stats all the time. And that's not a problem. The only thing I was pointing out about it, though, that makes it interesting is, again, what like how will the Chiefs end up trying to test him? And when he gets put in – or well, I guess not when, we don't know yet. But if he gets put in those tough situations that he hasn't had to experience before, how will he respond? And not even just him, but how will – Nick, Sor- how will Soriano respond? How will the like offensive coordinator respond? Like, what will they be thinking in their heads? Because I mean, obviously they'll never admit it, but I'm sure in their heads they have a certain confidence and trust level in terms of what they're willing to let Hurts do or what they're comfortable having him try to do in those spots. And it could be one of those things where they maybe depending on the time of the game again, where maybe they start off ultra conservative. They're like, you know what? Yep. We don't want to force anything on Hurts yet. Like, we'll just do a screen pass or one of those raw HB dives where you get a few yards and then send the punt in. Now, obviously with the game on the line, that's not the case, but that's what I think makes this so interesting is there's so many unknowns with the Eagles because of how top dominant and talented they are like we don't know how they would have to respond whereas the Chiefs it's a mix of battle tested and like they've done they're kind of the same team these past few years so like we kind of already know what they want to do how they want to do it and then if they're in trouble kind of like what they're going to rely on to get out of trouble I completely agree like say he hits on a bunch of good points that I'm sure are too uh, new guests will bring on as I bring on. They were supposed to bring on at eight thirty, but you know I'm not stopping the train once it starts uh, per se. It. <laughs> so, but um, from a lot of people that followed the show for a long time, will obviously know these guys. But they're they're great. Obviously, they've put in a bunch of uh, horse stuff for you guys on this channel. But they're not slouches in their own way when it comes to football. Obviously, we had one of them on yesterday. Who gave I called him the prop king as he gave his opinions on that, but I'm going to bring him on right now to see their opinions on this game. First, the founder and owner of the HHH Racing Podcast, Howard Kravitz, and the prop king himself, Pete Visco. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? What's up, fellas? What's How's up, boys? You guys are doing great, <laughs> giving great intel as usual. No singing tonight for me. We're going to keep it serious. <laughs> no singing, uh, no singing. Rocket can, but hey, you sing. Yeah. The only reason the horse won is because you sang on this podcast. <laughs> of course, we all know, we Absolutely. All know that. But guys, like I said, it's going to be more along the lines of betting strategy. Now, how are we going to approach this game as we get closer and closer to Sunday? It's like I said, the lines really have not changed since we talked about our early predictions last week. Um, so I'm just kind of seeing, you know, how do we approach this game for our viewers, and you know, where do we go? With not only obviously Howard, you can give your stat on MVP and score favorites and everything that you want to touch on since you weren't on the show yesterday. But Howard, I'm going to let you go first as the founder. What are you thinking for this game? So are we are we just doing like our final picks for the game because I have a very detailed no, for it, yeah. mathematical formula that that I researched. I ex- extend. Charlie, I don't know why Patrick is laughing. He thinks <laughs> Patrick's like something's going to happen here. He so I I need to show something here. Um, Kyle, so let me let me go yep. ahead and present. This is now listen, this is deep dive. Okay. Deep dive research. I've done, I've run all the numbers. Of course, a lot of you know that I'm a math teacher. And I've come with with a final score prediction based purely on facts. Are we ready, ladies and gentlemen? Yep. So here it is. I'm going to present it on the screen right now and share it with everyone. So here, here's the Super Bowl formula. All right. So the first thing we're going to do. <laughs> is we're going to take the square root of x squared plus 3x minus 7, which is actually, you know, from the stats that I uh, computed, divide by e to the 3x minus 6. If you don't know what e is, don't worry about it. It's a number, okay? <laughs> then we're going to add the number of Pete Visco props, which, as Pete knows, is really going to boost up this particular number, all right? Then after that, we're going to do 
We're going to subtract the number of times Kyle says 100%, which will definitely lower the number. Then we're going to take a derivative, guys. X cubed oh plus 4 squared minus 6x plus 2. Subtract that from the integral from 4 to 8 of the sine of 3x. Like I said, this is extremely specific, okay? Then, oh yeah, we got to add horse racing to it. We're going to add Tappet Trice's payout, baby, in the winning, the winning horse in the derby, Tappet Trice. We're going to divide by the number of Charlie's hot takes in 2023 okay and then finally we're gonna do paul's pick five scores in 2023 and then we're gonna uh, also add the number of new york giants that patrick claim has had lunch with at their facility now when you when you compute all that ladies and gentlemen you will get a total and that that total is 54.965 okay 54.965 uh-huh. When you take even more information and you realize that the Chiefs have a 51.765% chance of winning, your final score for the Super Bowl, there you go. Chiefs, 28.453 to the Eagles, 26.512. Your Honor, I rest my case, Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. There you go. I just want to know, did everyone get that in the chat? <laughs> because that was a lot of a lot of different. There's like derivatives and signs and stuff. God, I don't even. I didn't even get that. That was a long time ago for me. Jeez, Kyle, but, I know you went to a D three school. A lot of those math, you know, those math numbers and formulas, you might not get it. I understand. Charlie, of course, proud proud graduate of Deerfield High School like myself. So I know Charlie gets all that. Patrick and and Pete for sure. Kyle, I'm not sure about you, but anyway, there you go. Chief Spin. It's that simple. Yeah, That's like you know, like uh, like racing downwind said earlier in the chat. You know, it's just sometimes or did it? I was it? No, it was Penn State. Scott, my apologies. He's, bet the Eagles. Sometimes it's that simple. Apparently, doing the derivatives of how many times I say a hundred percent will get Howard to the to the Chiefs plus one and a half in Chiefs Absolutely. money line. Uh, Penn State, Scott, no drinking. Take it easy. <laughs> totally, totally sober tonight. And just the record last time too, but that's okay. <laughs> and if you're gonna, if Penn State Scott, if you're gonna say Howard, it's Howard D apostrophe S. Okay? Oh, so professor, he's not even I, again. That's professor. Penn State. Whatever. Anyway, we drink right. at Penn State. We don't care about classes, <laughs> <Yeah>. obviously. <laughs> anyway, I'm curious to see what Pete's got to say. That's I, that's where I'm going next, Pete. All what right. you're thinking? Yeah, I have no math, none of that garbage that he spouted out. I don't like garbage. to waste the viewers' time with all that crap. So. I don't even care. Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I like the Eagles, but I've decided I'm not even betting the game, at least the line, because I think the Eagles are going to win. So I'll probably wind up putting them in a little something. I think the Eagles are going to win, but it always sucks betting against Mahomes. So I'm like, well, why even waste money on either side? I got a million props I can bet. I have the total, which I like. You're actually close, Howard. The final score is going to be Eagles 28. Chiefs 24 so it's still going to go over so you're very close with all that math that you did I did my just fuzzy math in my head so I like the over I kind of like the Eagles but I don't really I hate the Eagles I hate the Chiefs so I don't really care enough either way so I'm just going over and then a million prop bets and that's how I'm going to make some money Absolutely love it because Pete, that's where I'm going to be as well. Howard's Howard's drowning up something down there. But I, I might have miscalculated. Let me hold on a second, Pete. I'll get back to you. Go, go ahead, Kyle. He's you got know. his graphing calculator out for everyone out there. You guys all know what it is. But I mean, look, racing downwind brings up a good point. On this is what Charlie likes to bring up a lot of the time. 
and Howard, wait, Howard's got, you got the final math for us before we go into this? No, it's just, I just want to recalculate that, that I'm still correct. <laughs> okay. Pete's wrong, as usual. Hey, wow. All right. Yeah. See, do you see what happens on the, see, Howard's getting enough shit for, from everybody for the entire, now he's Actually, can I give a serious, back. can I give a serious yeah. comment, if you don't yeah. mind, seriously? So, first of all, all these guys on the screen know football better than I do. I'm a huge football fan. I'm a big sports fan, but I don't play fantasy. I don't really sports bet too often. Here's what it comes down to, guys, for me. And maybe this is too simplistic, but I'd love to hear your comments. Two things. First of all, I think the Eagles soft schedule is a legit thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they did not face the same teams the Chiefs did. I think, and their possible lack of Super Bowl experience might come into play a little bit, especially the quarterback position. Number two, let me ask all you guys a serious question. Let's say it's a close game in the fourth quarter. I know, Patrick, you just talked about Jalen Hurts and you trust him and all that. That's all well and good. You might be exactly right. In a close game in the fourth quarter, which quarterback would you want? I mean, everything tells me the Eagles should win. That just makes me go the other way. I really think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be a very close game. And I just think Mahomes is that special, guys. He's a generational talent. And he just makes crazy plays, you know, out of his ass. And I know the Eagles' defense is good. Kansas City's offense is pretty damn good, too. And yeah. I'm expecting a shootout, and I really like KC late, a late field goal. That, that's my prediction. Hey, I mean, can I – Can I, I was going to ask a question because I, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but is there any similarities – this is more of a question than anything. Is there any similarities, though, to the Tampa-KC Super Bowl? Because you came in, and, and people would like KC because you figure Mahomes, he could do whatever he can, and he could do what he does against anybody. But Tampa had the better line play on both sides, and it showed Tampa had just as good of weapons. Obviously, they had Tom Brady, so that's a bit difference yeah. between the experience of Hurts and Brady. But they had the weapons. They had the talent. But on the other side, you said, yeah, but KC has Mahomes. I mean, I think I bet KC, so I'm an idiot like everybody who had, who had the KC side. But my thought in this case would be, yeah, that's all well and good. But if you could pressure Mahomes, they don't have the best receivers. If you could somehow bracket or slow Kelsey and put the game in the hands of who Valdez Scantling and, and Kadarius Tony and guys who also don't have this sort of mm-hmm. where they're the ones who have to make big plays in big games. Does that negate a little bit sort of the advantage you have with Mahomes over Hertz? I'm sure you guys maybe talked about that, but that was the first thing I thought of. Well, Mahomes is invincible, but Tampa made him look terrible, made their offense look terrible. Can Philly with the same kind of pass rush, and the fact that on their side of the ball, they have a great offensive line. They can negate their pass rush. Some of the weaknesses that KC has, their secondary is weak. The middle of the field is weak. You have Goddard who can take advantage. You have Smith and Brown. Smith's going to be – Smith's my guy for this game. I think he's going to be a monster. And talk about somebody who comes up big in big games. Just get the ball to him and let him do stuff. So that's the way I'm looking at it, where I think they can sort of negate the Mahomes over Hertz advantage with just all the other things that they have around them. Yeah, and I mean, I t- I'll let Patrick and Charlie touch on that, but I think the big Devonta Smith might be the biggest thing um, to profit from the injuries in the secondaries. He's that deep threat for Philadelphia. That especially if Hertz can throw the ball and they can keep him protected, he can definitely be a guy to throw it over the top. Patrick, what about Pete's comments? Are you taking into consideration? Yeah, I actually looked. It's funny because I looked up that game, uh, Bucks Chiefs, a couple years ago, and two things I took away from it are the two things that I like with the Eagles, what they can do, and that's 
they, they uh, the Bucks. That was the least blitz game all year for them. That's the least amount of times they blitzed in that game, and they ran for the most rushing yards all season in that game. And I, I think those are the two factors that just put the Eagles over the top. Like, you know, you could say Mahomes can do all this stuff, but if the Eagles can just run the ball down your throat when you know it's coming, like I, there's just nothing you can do. And that's what the Eagles have done all year. Like you say, the schedule, I, I, and I get it. It just watching the Giants just get drilled in the mouth. Play after play, run, run. It's just they just play a different style of football. So I, I, I don't know. Like I, I hope it's a close game. I just don't. I think the Eagles I don't. I, well, I know you're going to say something, Howard. But one thing I would say is the only thing you don't want is you don't want the ball with Mahomes' hands with down a score yeah. in the last yeah. drive. So if you yeah. could somehow just you just have to figure out a way to not let him get the ball and and sort of get the lead. And Philly, the one thing what you're talking about with their running game can do is if they do get a lead they have a better chance of milking a lead as opposed to some of these other teams that they've, they've come against. And then you just keep the ball. I mean, obviously if Mahomes gets the ball and he's got a minute, two minutes, I don't care what the number is, then you're scared. And then you're, you're in, you're in trouble. But if you can somehow keep that from happening, then you maybe can stay ahead of the game as well. Howard, it looked like you were going to say something. Well, I mean, Charlie just brought up the giants who, I mean, Patrick brought the giants who they had a great season, but that particular game, Patrick. I mean, it was the the, the Giants coming off in no rest. Philly was just waiting for them. I mean, that that I, I know you know the Giants had a great season, and you're a huge fan. And I have nothing negative to say other than that game looked ugly. In fact, we talked about that that I love the Giants. I love Philly in that game. We talked about it in the show. Mm-hmm. So to give Philly like a trem- tremendous amount of credit for beating up on the Giants in that game to me is meh. I mean, I just. I, I'll I'll say this, guys. Two other quick things. I have a very good friend who has done extremely well in national tournaments in Vegas throughout the year with spreads, and he's been telling me all year long the Eagles are overrated and a fraud and fraudulent. Not not to the same respect, of course, of Minnesota, Charlie, but just because their strength of schedule that you know they really haven't been in a lot of close games, which might be a problem in the Super Bowl. And the second thing I want to ask you guys this: How much worse is the Cincinnati defense? than the Eagles defense because I was really impressed with the physicality of Kansas City against Cincinnati and I know they had a banged up offensive line I get it but Kansas City was dominant like on the line of scrimmage I thought on both ends which really surprised me they put a lot you know their defense I thought was underrated in that game uh because Cincinnati's got a good wide receiving core obviously and with backups they held their own I don't know I just I love Andy Reid, by the way. We didn't even talk about the coaching. Yep. And I know Philly's got a great coach as well. But, I mean, Matt Nagy, baby, he's going to get – he's going to take the Chiefs to the championship to to the win. I I don't know. I just – the whole thing smells, guys. It smells like it should be the Eagles, and for some reason I don't think it's going to be. And I know that's a very amateurish kind of opinion, but I I don't know. I mean, when you back it up, I mean, you know, obviously everyone's just like, oh, you know, it seems like the Eagles, so this. But, I mean – it's very valid point, especially I like Pete. Pete brought up and everything is what quarterback do you want when you know you're down to your two minute warning, which will not be at two minutes, by the way, Pete. I'm with. That's <laughs> I'm the first. With... That was the first half that bet, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, was so, it? Uh, yeah, that's the first half bet, unfortunately. But um, either way, you know who do you want? And based on obviously everything we've seen throughout the year, that of this year and last year, and obviously everything Mahomes has done throughout the career, it if. It would be easily no no brainer, Mahomes, who you'd want down that score. But um, the Eagles are going to have to show up that they can contain Mahomes and they can contain those 
um, all the different weapons that he has in order to win this game. Because like we said before um, everyone was brought on, is the way that the Chiefs are going to have to win this game is Mahomes is going to have to play well. If, if they can contain Mahomes, then it might just be Nolan Void for the whole team. Charlie, like I said, you're kind of the last one before we go to me on my picks, and no one wants to hear me. So, Charlie, what you got for us? Yeah, so before I get to where I'm actually leaning for my picks, what I want to address is, because like, Howard started to touch on what I was going to say, is the way I see it is the Bengals, for me, are a very similar team to the Eagles in terms of what you look at for benefits. It's just that the difference for me is I think that the Bengals game, if anything, I know that their O-line was banged up, but I think that game, just from the setup, significantly harder than the Eagles. I mean, you look at where the game is. I know it's in Kansas City, but the reality is it's outside. It's cold out. That that usually helps run game more than pass game. That usually makes it harder with passing the football. You also factor in, the, in those bad conditions. Mahomes was still not healthy. Again, harder to run on a bad ankle when you're running in those conditions. And then again, you look quarterback, I'm taking Burrow over Hurts. You look running back, I'm taking Mixon over Miles Sanders. You look receivers, I'm taking Jamar Chase and T. Higgins over Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. They're a more talented team than the Eagles in every which way offensively, and their defense is not bad either. Now, I understand they have Eli Apple, who legitimately might be the worst athlete across all sports, (laughs) period. I think anyone here in the chat or on this call, I think Howard could cover a a pro receiver better than Eli Apple. Take it easy. (laughs) I think I'm right. That's besides the point. So the thing is, I feel like they are um, like a very balanced team, just like the Eagles. They have all these different things going for them, just like the Eagles. And yet the Chiefs held their own on both sides of the ball. They still found a way to win. And that's the biggest thing for me is the fact that I think that's what the Chiefs have been all about. Like, I feel like a lot of people very quickly got off the Chiefs bandwagon and kind of was like, they are human. Like, this is the Bills year. And then after the Bills started to slow down and the Bengals went on their huge win streak, it was like, oh, no, it's the Bengals. And then it was like, oh, well – that gauntlet between the Bills and Bengals, whoever wins that one is just going to come in and beat Kansas City. And I'll admit it, I was on that wagon. I fully will put my hand up and say, yep, I was. I, I fully was taking the Bengals to win that game. Now, I know the whole Joseph Asai or whatever his last name is, the late hit, all that stuff. But the reality is the Chiefs still it goes to overtime. They still easily could win that game there. So the big thing for me is I feel like it's been two separate stories. The Eagles has been all about how they've played easy competition we think they might be fraud, but we don't know yet because the NFC is a joke of a conference, so we'll have to see. And for the Chiefs, it's been all about, like, their throw, their reign is over. There's these new young up-and-coming teams that are taking it from them, and the Chiefs kind of like, all right, yeah, you can think that, you can say that, but at the end of the day, even though the Bengals got us last year, the AFC every year will run through us. They tried to get through them, and they couldn't. So that's why, for me, this makes sense for the Chiefs. Everything on paper says the Eagles, but what the stats and paper don't show you is the battle scars that the Chiefs have endured over this year and past years, who their quarterback is, the chip on their shoulder that they carry. And the reality is, I know Philly, this big, bad, tough city, whatever, that they're like that, but they haven't really had to show that big, bad team that can like fight through stuff and beat you in like a a bar fight type thing because they kind of just walk in and hit you over the head with a baseball bat and you're done before you know it. So that's the thing for me is I feel like this is where adversity wins games. And that's another big thing for me is people feel like that Bucks team faced adversity in route to win in that Super Bowl. And that Chiefs team really didn't. Everybody kind of just assumed the Chiefs would just come in and dominate and beat Brady and that like Brady was over and Mahomes is the GOAT and all this stuff. And now I kind of feel like the script has flipped. I feel like now the Eagles are the young and up and coming team where like, you know, they were terrible last year and everything's rolling for them. And that like the Chiefs are the team where it's like, is this finally the team to knock them off of the pedal stool? Of, like this is the team that everybody looks up to. And I don't think that this is where they get knocked off so getting to my pick now i would be going with the chiefs money line not spread money line outright and the over that's where i lean 
Look. Although I think the over-under, they nailed it, by the way. I hate those annoying nerds in Vegas that sit in their <laughs> basements all day making these spreads. Because my score prediction, before I saw the over-under, like right when the game ended and we knew it was that, I was like, I feel like the bank, the Chiefs will win like 27-24. And what's the over-under? 50 and a half. 27 plus 24 is 51. Like, that's just ridiculous. That me just now, I mean, maybe it's just Vegas heard, like went to my brain and knew I was going to predict that. So they were like, yep. it's Charlie Freeman. We got to roll with that. That is correct. Plus. But that's my <laughs> prediction. Yeah, you it's, can say that's that Deerfield quick math hour. Trust me, I got it. I'm on Anytime you want to have a, a math contest, you just let me know, Charlie. All right. <laughs> just bring it up, up, bring it up to the math bowl back in college, uh, back in I'm high good. school. <laughs> I will get killed. <laughs> by the way, I asked you guys a question. We didn't really get an answer. Yeah. Is the, is the Cincinnati defense that much worse than Philly? Patrick? No, that's what I was touching on. I don't think it is. I think they have a good D line, uh, mainly led by Trey Hendrickson, the former New Orleans Saint. Don't know why we lost him. That's besides the fact. So they have a very good D line. Linebackers are solid. Um, they I can't Sam Hubbard, obviously great, the guy who had the fumble recovery return. Um, Joseph Asai was literally playing the game of his career before that late dumb penalty that he committed where he was just trying to make the right play. They're secondary. They have Von Bell, another former Saint who's a stud. That whole D, like genuinely, their whole defense is good. The only big X factor between the Bengals and the Eagles is they don't have Eli Apple. Like that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, that's probably why they didn't get to the Super Bowl was because and Eli Chiefs, Apple was counting three to go to banged up in that game, right, guys? No, I, I like though, like, Charlie. What no. do you think? I like. I mean, I think that having the better secondary is sort of important, though. And it's a I way like better secondary. Agreed. Yeah, it's and I like the fact that I think Philly does have a more varied pass rush, where I think during oh, the whole sure. game, where they're gonna sure. they have multiple guys. I think like that's the where that's the two places where I think they have the advantage over Cincy. Cincy though. Since he has Burrow, who Burrow had two drives to to win that game, and yeah. they just couldn't do it, and it, it was a big byproduct of the fact that their O line was banged up. So he had oh, no absolutely. time. Everything they did was rushed. Theoretically, in this game, the Eagles have the best O line in the league if they can keep Hurts upright, which they should yeah. be able to do, and if he can make the plays, which are two. That's a pretty big if because we just don't know on this stage. But I think they have. The advantages, the advantages in this game that Cincy maybe didn't have and couldn't exploit over over KC. KC has all the advantages that we talked about, Mahomes and experience and battle tested. But when you're on the field, sometimes the the talent winds up just winning out. So if maybe the Eagles just jump on them and you know what, maybe they just jump on them and then it becomes a fully where you take away the KC running game and now he's just throwing. And now the pass rushers just have free reign. They just pin their ears back and just go. And then that secondary can shut down pretty much a garbage set of receivers that you have on the outside. And then you just use your, your speed to try and negate Kelsey a bit. Again, I'm 50 50 on the game, but I think, I don't really give a crap about the schedule. That's that. That's actually, to me, one thing I don't care about. Schedule. It's the NFL. Teams are good. KC lost to fucking the Colts, and they're garbage. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Schedule means what it means. Trust me, they beat the Chargers twice. The Chargers pissed away game one. The Chargers pissed away game two. I, I like the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, but they're one of the most talented. They're very by, talented. By the way, no, I, mean, but I, I, don't, I don't like the Colts hate, by the way. I disagree with that because if we look at the very, very talented Minnesota Vikings who went, what, 13-4, and four, they were getting blown out by like 30 to that extremely talented not trying to tank to get – a quarterback Colts team. Yeah, well, I got to remember the yeah. Vikings were a playoff team. So if that happened to a very good playoff team who got to host a home game against a New York team that barely went about 500, surely that Vikings team would be dominant and then win their first round game <laughs> and go on to compete with the Eagles and see what happened again where they got blown out in the playoffs. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see that happen. I, Patrick, I got a question for you because you're being very patient just letting us jabber on. 
I know people might say this doesn't matter, but to me, indirectly, it does. Neutral field, healthy San Francisco versus the Eagles. Who do you like? San Francisco. And I and I, I said so, that. So, but, but the, right. Go San ahead. San you know where I'm going with that And, I, you know, I'm looking up the defensive ratings because we're talking about it. San Francisco had the best defense in football, you know, by far. And, you know, their ratings say it and everything like that. I, it's just the Eagles – do what they have to do to win a football game. And like Pete said, they got the offensive line, they got the defensive line, and that's how they win their games. It's just what's nobody the closest has... team. This is an honest question, Patrick. What's the closest team that the Eagles have played this year to um, the Chiefs? Style wise, talent, everything. I, I, if I had to say Dallas. Now, okay. Don't forget, Dallas, is, Dallas was very good at, during the middle of the season. They were a very solid football. They're team. very talented, but. You're talking they about went to the wire versus. with the Lions. I know that, but that was very early on. I think that was well, like, no, the Chiefs have a better defense than the Lions. Even no, I, I would say, I would say the, the Eagles. I would say the Eagles went down to the wire with the Lions. Now, granted, the Lions are also a great football team. I mean, it's the same team that recovered from one and six and got to make sure the Packers didn't go to the playoffs. So obviously, that <laughs> alone is more impressive than either team winning the Super Bowl. If you make sure Aaron Rodgers can't go to the playoffs and goes out sad like that, I mean, that's a pretty impressive achievement to me, and I think Kyle would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating, season. Kyle, because I, the Eagles have not seen a team like this really, in my opinion, all year. And I guess you yeah. could say. I think the closest the Chiefs have played to a type of team like the Eagles is Buffalo, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I know Buffalo crapped the bed, but in the last few weeks, but I mean, they were very good and talented. So I, I don't know, Pete, you're probably right about the battle tested thing. It just, I don't know if we really know how good the Eagles are. And I think we do know how good the Chiefs are. Agreed, what does that agreed. mean for the line or people's betting? I don't know. Although the, the Chiefs have up. been the Chiefs have been teetering on. You know, they've had so many. I mean, if you're betting on the Chiefs all year, you know they've been less than impressive in most of these games. Now they've been winning them because again, you have Mahomes and he bails you out of some uh, you know, odd circumstances when the rest of your team is playing like garbage. But they also haven't played a bunch of teams that have the ability to just score and keep scoring and keep scoring and then also stop them at certain points. Trust me, I'm people, people rail rang people call off some of these teams. They're like, okay, you beat again, you beat the chargers, the chargers choke away. Everything. The defense is garbage. You could run on them anytime you beat. Who else did you beat? You beat Cincy, but Cincy, since he handled them in a, not handled them, but they, they played their game and they beat them in a way during the season, the same way almost that the Eagles would do. And then last time, again, the O-line sort of was their downfall. So, I mean, there's games this season. I don't know who the Chiefs beat that were so fantastic that it's like, oh, they've they've beaten teams. that Philly's been dominant from day one to game 17 yep. to game 19. They've been dominant. That never wavered. Even when Minshew I mean, they, was in there, they looked pretty good. Go ahead, Charlie. Well, I was saying, I mean, they did lose to the, to my Saints at home 20 to 10. So I wouldn't say they're wired to they wire. They did. And but they that did was struggle against the Bears as well. Who are well, I guys? Love any team can lose yeah. to just about any team. Oh, really, really. Look like shit against the Bears, right? I mean, whatever, exactly. right? I mean, we all understand that. It's but we know Hurts wasn't Hurts wasn't playing in in either of the hurt. Oh, I mean, what was Hurts? Eleven and one when Hurts only he Hurts only lost one game that he started. Right? Is that yep. Yep. right yep, from correct. the season? So I mean, because because that just gives you a whole different dimension. I mean, his running ability and just his he's a tough kid, man. He's He's gone through the wars just from his life and just from, you know, at Alabama, at Oklahoma and just gaining this job in Philly. I mean, he's not a, he's he's a guy who can generally hold his uh, he can hold his calmness under pressure. So I'm not too worried about Hurts in all honesty. I mean, he shit the bed against Tampa in his first playoff game. 
but that was, I feel like that was different. That was his game to be like, oh man, the speed of this is tough. The playoffs are different. He had that. Now it's like, hey, we got the weapons. We got the line. We got me. We got three running backs. We got everything you possibly need. And that's where I'm thinking Philly. Now I'm taking back what I said earlier. I'm taking Philly 100% now. Screw all that. There you that. go. Hey, there there you let's go, go Patrick. I, I, I do Patrick. want to point out, though, the, the white jersey versus not white jersey thing, however, though. I saw something oh, about the how stat, the teams dude, that are in a white stat. jersey tend to win. And that is a huge factor. Like You have to think that when they're going in that locker room, when the Chiefs look down and see they're wearing the white jersey, which is the team that tends to win. And I believe against the Buccaneers, they were wearing their red jerseys. You know that's a, that, that's a huge factor. When Philly looks at there and they're green, and I don't know what color they were when they won the Super Bowl, the honest, but that has to get to their head. Big yeah. stats. A huge. So all two nights of deep diving, and now we're going with because they're going to work tight. Wow. Hey, wait, did you guys? So I don't know if I I, I texted wow. a I texted a TikTok video to 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 our group, but it might have been after the show started. Did you guys see? And I didn't I didn't verify this stat, but they said the last eight Super Bowls, the team that won the coin toss lost the game. So now you just say, screw it. I just wait yeah. for the coin toss. Whoever wins, I bet the other side. Forget all the other analysis. Now, I don't, again, I don't, I didn't fact check it, but they, the thing I saw <laughs> said last eight was the team that won the coin toss lost the game. So there you go. You know, who so Kyle, who do you like, it? man? You're, you're the host of the show. Let, let's give it and let's uh, wrap this puppy up. I, I was having a ton of fun, guys, honestly. But oh, realistically, this is what, this is the big thing for me as well is, we talked about earlier in the show how the Eagles, how Hertz does his job and he does not turn the ball over. I feel like that's one of the biggest things in this game that for me that can switch this game one way or the other. If Hertz comes out and he's not ready for it and he ends up turning the ball over, which again, he doesn't do, but that could part play right into Mahomes' hand. I like the Eagles. I do. I'm going to take the Eagles by a late I mean, it doesn't even have to be a late field goal. I think Mahomes is going to get the ball late. I think it might just be too late, I guess, at that point. But I'm going to go Eagles minus one and a half. I am taking the over as well. I said 31-24 was my original score, so end up being 55. I'm going to bet that now that I said it. So hopefully we'll get, you know, it's like 25, 200, you know, plus 25,000 or whatever it is for getting exact score. So I got to play that prop as well now that I said it on the live. But I do like Eagles minus one and a half in Philadelphia. And the uh, Eagles minus one and a half and the over 50 and a half is my guess. Racing down wind brings 2720 into the chat. Racing down wind. Now we're holding that to you on this show. And I mean, like I said, I just appreciate everybody here um, for joining on the chat. Everyone in the chat being so lively. It was a ton of fun, especially when when Howard and Pete come on with all their all the hot takes challenging Charlie as no one usually does on this show. <laughs> so it's always a great time. But again, to everyone out there. Please, you know, bet responsibly, as obviously we all know, but enjoy the game because it's not necessarily about betting. This is going to be a great game no matter who wins, whatever the score may be at the end. I'm just excited to watch this game, frankly, because like I said, it's going to be a very evenly matched game between Hurts, the new guy, Mahomes, battle-tested, the man himself. So it's going to be a great time. But again, everyone out there, thank you again so much for watching this big show that we put together for betting and booze in episode number six betting the big game with myself howard kravitz patrick kunsel pete visco and charlie freeman this has been your host kyle roscoe for episode number six of betting and booze and here on the hhh Ratings podcast good luck on however you play the super bowl good night everyone